Welcome to podcast 152 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod, we'll have some save updates, a chat with our special guest work, The Space, about his return to streaming and hitting milestones on YouTube. But before we do all of that, let's see who I'm joined by this week. Kurt Dizzle. How's Welcome. it going? How's it going? It's very good. Yeah, that, very that, well. got very that was a bit weird, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I don't, I, don't, I, I guess you changed your mind about what you're saying yeah half, halfway through the word first word yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> marvelous glad you're here anyway david welcome hello everyone <laughs> <laughs> oh why why do we have shit things why, why, why are you like that dave why are you, why are you being like that why are you copying <laughs> and rounding us off this week is our special guest jack or more commonly known as work the space hello sir Hello, yeah. Pleasure to be here, boys. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed. Oh, Duke's Jack, you didn't carry here. on. I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. Hello. I'm disappointed you on. didn't carry that on. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you disappointed that Doop's not here? Well, I, was, I feel like he's the big man on campus. I was so excited to meet him. I was ready to be starstruck. Are you upset gone. that he's not here because he's the only man that finished below you technically in the streamer showdown? That was part of it. Like, Dave beat me. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. I'm, I'm still upset. We probably will be talking about it, Jack, so apologies. Mm. <laughs> Slash, not, not really. Uh, anyway, we will move on to our save updates section. Uh, David, you can start us off. Uh, what's going on in Rotherham? Actually, sorry, 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 I was going to say, I should have said, your stream, at your, your stream with Joe as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I did remember, I wrote it down, but didn't it, put it on the outline. Stream it's so all right. That's, that's, no, yeah, so I wanted to... Dad. <laughs> stream with Dad. <laughs> Um, now we wanted to uh, um, obviously me and Jay had the Porto Benfica save last year which we really enjoyed and we wanted to obviously when we finished the Pentagon Challenge I sort of didn't really get back into streaming and uh, I had a few ideas but just obviously going back to work and stuff like that as well just made it quite difficult to get back into it but uh, me and Joe decided on a save um, I, I quite enjoyed my time in China on, on the Pentagon Challenge and Joe was there like oh maybe we could do a network save there and he hated it. He'd signed loads of foreign players and then realised he couldn't register them all. So he was like, oh, this ain't shit. I'd Joe, going for like, Brazilians, yeah. imagine my shock. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so um, we decided to swap it up. I suggested a couple of slaves. The chat were going mad because I, they were saying, oh, do the old firm or you know, do all sorts. And we did, decided on Walls Villa. Um, we know the teams and the quality isn't quite fair, but we just thought, obviously, a bit of fun. And I get to manage walls, which everyone loves as well. So, no, um, I'm lo- I love that I've I've been inadvertently right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> now we're um, we're a couple of months in. Uh, we're doing um, we're doing all right. I think I'm sort of let's say we're probably about ten games in. I think I'm sort of knocking on top on the door of the top six. Joe's struggling a bit. I think he won't mind me saying that. I think Villa are just not a good team for him. Um, or, or he hasn't got a good squad there, but I think he'll do okay there. Uh, but who knows? He may get sacked, if I'm being honest. And I think he admitted that himself on the last stream, so we'll see how that goes as well. For someone who's quite creative, you have absolutely zero creativity when it comes to FM saves. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's just... Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I, I need to. Um, I do need to mix it up. I, I no. I genuinely, I had loads of ideas, but then like we started to save with Joe, and 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 sort of started creating a bit more time for me to actually stream. And I just can't go to Joe. All right, Joe, I can't be asked with the network because I mean I am enjoying the network save, but I just can't go. All right, I can't be asked with the network save and start something new. So I might try and balance it out and see if I can have time for a second off uh, a second stream save. But we'll see. But um. If Joe gets sacked anyway, we'll probably have to create a new save. So I'll probably... The the Walls Villa thing was quite rushed because Joe hated China. So the Chinese league, by the way, doesn't actually hate the nation, uh, for anyone listening. Um, That's quite topical at the moment as well. Yeah, I just wanted to point out just in case. Um, But yeah, in terms of Rotherham, obviously the save on YouTube, I'm actually quite happy with how that's going. (laughs) Sorry, that's really amused, Curtie. I wanted to... um, Well, I'm I'm quite surprised at myself for keeping it up. I've sort of said to myself, I want to do Monday to Friday every day and I've done that for three weeks now. So that is something that I don't think I've ever quite done before. Um, but yeah, we're obviously in the championship. We got promoted last week and we're approaching sort of the midway point. And I'm sort of, I'd say I'm mid-table at the moment. I'm sort of, five, I think I'm about six points outside the playoffs. 
I'm about nine or 12 points outside the playoffs, um, the relegation zone. So, yeah, really on mid-table at the moment. And obviously with a team with such a limited budget, the teams like Newcastle came down. They kept hold of St. Maximin, Almiron and all sorts in the championship. So I knew they were going to be a difficult team. And Watford came down as well. So there's some good teams in there, but we're doing okay. I signed um, uh, Eddie Nketiah on loan from Arsenal. If I'm being honest, he's not been great. Uh, I signed Vaclav Kadlec, ex-FM wonder kid. He's doing okay. Um, and, uh, and Grant Hanley as well. Grant Hanley is actually the Rotherham transfer record, <laughs> which is a bit... Uh, I signed him for a couple of million. I thought, that's a good, great sign. He goes, you've broken the transfer record for Grant Hanley. I was like, oh, shit. So, um, but... The- but the this I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with the squad. Pretty happy with how it's going. And I think genuinely it might take me a couple of years, but I think we not, might knock on the what door. What signing to break your transfer record with as well? Yeah, I know. Bit awkward. <laughs> Name a more iconic duo than Dave and re- revisiting old football manager saves. <laughs> yes, Curti, you have a new save. I'm assuming you've 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 sort of paused AZ offline for now, but uh, Argentina. Yeah, so um, uh, basically it was all a bit off the cuff. Um, on the pod last week, I had uh, no real plans to... Well, I had I had some plans, but nothing sort of set in stone. And then Herb sent me a message a couple of days after we recorded the pod saying, basically I've messed up my Inter-Miami save. Do you want to start another network save? Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, so we discussed going to Argentina anyway. Um, we didn't want to be River and Boca because part of the problem with in Holland was that it became too easy too quickly with AZ and Feyenoord, uh, and we didn't we would we didn't want that in Argentina. We wanted it to sort of have a have a you know more legs and and last a little bit longer. Um, so we went for uh, another set of bitter rivals in Rosario Central and Newell's Old Boys. Um, Newell's has got the. Uh, Bielsa link, and also their badge says knob on it, so it makes sense for Herb <laughs> to take over them. I was going to take that one. Perfectly acceptable. Yeah, uh, and I've gone for Rosario Central, who are slightly more traditional, which kind of suits suits my personality. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it started well. Like I've adopted a, a very much a four four two kind of shit house system, uh, based on grinding out one 0 wins, and it's going all right. I think we're currently sat in fifth. I think we're predicted to be 10th or 11th or something like that. And Herb, uh, I'm loving it because he is down in 14th and keeps getting messages in the media about the potentially getting the sack. So it, <laughs> it could be could be over quite quickly. Hopefully he'll turn it round and, and you know, we'll, we'll keep it going. But um, he, whenever I'm listening to him on stream at the same time, he is ver- he's very angry a lot of the time. Um, so... Yeah, I'm. I'm worried for it. He's also trying this weird, like he's trying to replicate Bielsa. He 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 needs to <laughs> understand his own limitations, basically, because um, he's not a very good manager. I'm, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, I, well, this is the thing. Like, it, it's almost becoming a bit of a meme in the stream now. That it's like, when is Herb? When are you going to just go to a four-two-three-one? Because that is all you can do. Um. So yeah, whether he persists with it or not. Um, I am doing currently doing much better than he is, and that means I'm winning. So that's all. That's all I need to do. That's all I need to do. I can imagine her bringing a four-two-three-one Gagan press to Argentina just to win a couple of games as well. If that's, he that's if he gets desperate, that's exactly what he'll do. Yeah. Because there's a ch- basically after twenty-three games, um, the league splits, and there's a chance that he'll be in the relegation part, and I'll be in the like yes. the. <laughs> the top part, in which case it's just going to be really, really embarrassing for the lad. Uh, have any five-star pod favourites been signed up to any of the teams yet? Or No, well, neither of us has got any money. Like, there's no money in Argentina at all outside of the top two. Um, so I think I, uh, like, I started off with a, a transfer balance of a couple of hundred grand, but I had to put it in the wage budget because we were already over the wage budget when I, kept, when I arrived. And I think Herb started on a minus three million balance um so it's yeah the the basically signing players unless it's on a free or youth players coming into the club is going to be a myth for a little while 
uh, what was your media expectation? Like, if you were in fifth at the moment, what you were, what were you yeah, expecting? Yeah, so basically, we another reason we picked the two clubs was that their media expectation was to finish, I think, 10th and 11th, um, respectively. And also, like, in, in terms of infrastructure, the stadium sizes are almost identical. Um, it, it was just, it was an ideal pairing, really, um, for us to pick those two teams. So... Yeah, I'm overperforming and he's underperforming currently. It, it, I might be wrong because I, I, I might be getting it confused with Boca. But isn't the distance between the two clubs like insanely close? It's like literally like you could probably throw a literal stone from one to the other. Or am I getting no? That that's with, um. Is that Boca River? No, that Boca and River is a little way across Buenos Aires. I think it's you're thinking of Independiente and Racing, which is like basically right next oh, to each I other. See, yeah. um, I mean, we're in the same city. We're only like a couple of miles apart, uh, the grounds. Um, and they are very, very kind of bitter rivals, um, yeah, which makes like sense because, you know, me and Herb are bitter rivals. So, um, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it was a, it was a, I'm really happy with the clubs we selected. Like we both did a bit of research before we went live. Because you know that could be a danger if you're going into an unfamiliar league. You know, look at Joe in China. He's he's obviously like thought you know gone for it and then just gone. This isn't for me. So there's always a danger with that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with how it's gone so far. Probably why Herb isn't here, to be honest. The little tosser because he's busy crying. Yeah, into a beer. <laughs> what what is the contingency for if Herb gets sacked? Like. Um, Are you going to let him get a sloppy second team like nearer you or? I mean, I mean, obviously I'll be rubbing it in his face forevermore. Um, that would be the first thing on my agenda. Secondly, as as well as as well as you doing well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think um, I think he probably would have to stop playing FM at that point because it'd just be too embarrassing for him. Uh, Has he not already reached that point? It's fair. Yeah, well, it's getting close, isn't it, Ned? Let's face it. <laughs> and he's playing. He's playing a lot of. Uh, he's playing a lot of Escape from Tarkov now, which I think he he's enjoying. So um, maybe uh, Escape from FM. Yeah, so I was thinking Escape from FM first, and then is, is that not what he's trying right now? Just like throwing away everything. I don't know. I don't know. I, I only wish he I was here to trying. answer these questions himself. He'd just get angry and cry, so... Like he does on stream, to be fair. Probably better he isn't here. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. There we go. Nob. <clears throat> use Nob. At least it's on brand now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, let's, let's get our Jack... Uh, let's get our Jack... Let's get our guest Jack involved. Uh, how... I mean, you've got two saves at the moment. You've got Towel yes. which has been going for quite a while, and you've got your new save in Italy... Uh, where you are trying to be the Monopoly man and as well as wearing various other costumes. Uh, so I'll let you fill the, the listeners in who may not be aware. I'm sure, okay. although I'm sure they are. I feel like you've hooked them in there. But um, yeah, so I guess we're talking about Monopoly first. So um, managing in the third tier of Italy where no one has any money whatsoever, picked a team based on their name, which probably isn't advisable when you're choosing a team to manage in Football Manager. Um, but we started in Series C. We've never been higher than that as a team. And, well, half the league goes into a playoff in Series C. You have the top team from the three different Series Cs get promoted, and then 28 teams play in a massive playoff, which I got in the first year, was delighted about, and then fell on my face in the first round and lost 1-0 to the team who scraped in as the 28th team to qualify. Um, but since then, gone from strength to strength, got promoted now twice in the last three years. So I'm in Syria. Um actually got promoted via the playoffs in Serie B, but have absolutely no money. I had the smallest wage budget in Serie B at the time. And uh, Charlie Adam is my vice captain. And he, he's, he has just retired, sadly, but he's now an under-18s coach. But he, he can't actually coach. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the Italy experience every year, bringing in a different... Uh, I, I want to call it like a designated player, like in MLS. So we've had uh, Giuseppe Rossi first season... Um, his, knee, his knee blew up after one game and he retired so that went literally one game one league game came in got injured was like I'm done with football now uh, season two was Charlie Adam who actually ended up being the best of the players so far season three was Wayne Rooney um, decided that you know he was done with Derby County and fancied a year in the second tier of Italy 
And then most recently I had uh, Eva Benega join us, who was the best player on the team and then decided to retire when I really could have done with him for the upcoming season in Serie A. Um, the, best, the best thing about that Giuseppe Rossi thing is I bet going through your mind as you signed him, you're like, oh, I wonder if we can squeeze six months out of him, maybe a year, and then one game. Excellent. Well, the the worst thing about it was you look at his injury history. It's like right, he's had, he's had he has had four twelve month long injuries in the last five years, and he's not played a football match in about half a decade. But we'll give him a chance. You know, he wanted to come to Serie C. He's a bit desperate, and obviously I'm streaming it. So I had a little scene set up where he's in the back of an ambulance, like him photoshopped in for when it happened because I was planning it, and then it happened after the first game, and I was I couldn't believe how perfect it was because you kind of knew it was going to happen. He had an injury release clause, but. I mean, at least he got to play one game. He scored in a cup game and then the first league game and he, he was done. Uh, the worst thing was he retired. He, he got injured. I had an injury release clause. He was the highest earning player, so I told him to do one. He retired, offered him a job as a staff, and then he said we were too small for him. Which, you know, I'd given him this second chance and he kind of just bit but the hand that fed him. shithousery, that is. Uh, yeah. shithousery. So, so that's Italy, where I'm now panicking because I have a wage budget that... I think the team who are predicted to finish 17th and be the first team kind of safe in Syria, their wage budget is about eight times higher than mine. So it's going to be a challenge. But the good news is Tau Law's going a lot better. That's the save that I've been doing since January um, in the 19th season now. I say it's going better. I have just lost a 63 unbeaten run in the Premier League to Coventry, who were predicted to finish bottom 1-0, <laughs> where they scored their only shot on target. It was kind of just the game I had been waiting for, I suppose. But So I'm kind of trying to get over that, which sounds really sour grapes to be upset about one defeat that was like a 1-0 defeat. But I, I was kind of waiting for it to happen in 63 games. And it finally occurred that I just had that one game where they have one shot and it goes in. Was it was it a proper shitbag shot as well, where it, it bounces off about every other player before it, it rolls It wasn't in? even that. They were playing a 4-1-4-1, four, one, four, one, and you know, we've, we're pl- piling on the pressure. Ball being knocked around beautifully at the edge of their area. Their centre-back, first time, levers it up the field, floats over everyone. They've got a striker with 20 pace, 20 acceleration and 5 finishing, and then he turns into Messi and tucks it into the bottom, keep, <laughs> uh, bottom corner, having gone round the keeper. Um, I'm not bitter. Not bitter. It sounds it. like it, <laughs> it sounds like you fell into their trap quite perfectly. Yeah, I, I would have been less upset if it hadn't been in the 89th minute. So, so yeah, that, you should you knew it was ha- going to happen. You knew it I, like, I, much like Rossi. You, you set you set up a scene for that. You didn't do this for. I should should have gone very commentary, though. At nil nil after ninety uh, after eighty five minutes, I should have gone very defensive in hindsight. Just park the bus, get the yep. draw. But, um, protect, no. protect the the uh, the unbeaten run at all costs. I had been there was a few games where we've been drawing and I'd gone very attacking, almost like daring the game, and it hadn't happened. But the worst thing was Coventry were my affiliate for two years. They were in League One, became our affiliate. We gave them all our kind of best young players. They got back to back promotions, and then they repay me like this. So. Yeah. The, the narrative there is beautiful, though. I know. And and the it? worst thing is, the man of the match in that game was Coventry centre-back, who I sold to them for £30 million in the summer. So as, if, <laughs> as if football match couldn't stab me in the back anymore. Former player gets man oh. of the match. So, But that that's perfect now, because now you've got a, like a, almost a pre-written rivalry with them now. Yeah, well, it's true. Beautiful. They're predicted to finish bottom, it. and they're now in seventh. So may, maybe I was just unlucky. Maybe they're actually the most insane team ever. But yeah, I now have a resentment towards Coventry that I've never had before. I mean, it's understandable. I worked in Coventry for four years. I would exactly have that resentment. Their one-way system is enough reason to resent that place. It's disgusting. I'll tell you what, if you've ever been to Coventry, we'll, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. After the pod, we'll mull over it a bit and just have a bit of a bitch about Coventry if you want. <laughs> That sounds good to me. Mutual therapy. Right. This pod is going to be banned in uh, Coventry in China by the end of tonight. I swear. There's, an, there's an old saying, isn't there? Oh, I'm going to send you to Coventry. It's like a punishment for kids or something. It's like some weird old saying. <laughs> That's what I've been saying to my new gens for about the last five years. <laughs> you drop a 6.4, I'm going to send you to Coventry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that one-way system genuinely is terrible. So. Dave, Dave knows. Dave, probably. Actually, probably he's probably sensible enough yeah. to never go. So. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I don't have a, a save update this week because my back's still broken. So there's rip. that. Um, so so yeah, quite literally rip. Um, it's so the save is exactly in the same place it was last week. Um, so are you on a I are you on a tidy cocktail actually, of painkillers right now? Or? Um, it's it's an ever changing cocktail of painkillers at the moment. So lovely. Uh, yeah, it, it's not always lovely. Is that going to be an FM twenty one feature? Manager injuries. Sorry, your assistant's got to go to the touchline for a few weeks. It has happened though, hasn't it? Before, like when they've <laughs> like managers have been ill, like Rafa Benitez, didn't he? He missed a game through yeah. due to heart surgery. Julio did as well. There's a Liverpool link, strangely <laughs> enough, with heart heart defects and managers. So. Klopp, you're going to be okay if you're watching or listening. Just don't worry, mate. <laughs> just just quickly before we move on, as you brought it up, and as I know you listened last week, uh, did were there any of the FM21 features that stood out for you, Jack? I mean, we one stood out as just been absolutely awful, and I'm sorry, Dave. What watching oh, training? Oh God, watching training. Jack, you would be the first one to upload every video on that. I'm sure you would. I'm sure well, you every would. angle. <laughs> Best <laughs> setup to watch training. Yeah. Of all the, uh, yeah, I, I, I have I you never thought there. of that? Have you never? I mean, I, I have good feature ideas Dave, <laughs> that could could actually get into the game. Give us one. Go on. Um, I would love the ability to be able to snapshot a player's attribute profile and then you can yes. compare it to them yes. later. 100%, 10 and 10. Yeah, and that, that, is is in, that is in Football Manager Mobile, if I'm not mistaken, but we don't have it in the PC game because obviously the only way you can like look at the history of attributes now is just a graph. Whereas really, I'd love to be able to export players' profiles to then compare them against themselves 10 years previously. Maybe you could export an entire squad and then compare it or to you a could save it as a note save game. As well. Yeah, you could save it as note in game as well, something like that. Just so you always got a copy. I just feel like, like the polygon, you know, the player's attribute polygon is the most satisfying way to judge a player's growth. When you see that like touch a whole new colour, <laughs> oh, it just it does something to me. So to be able to see that polygon overlaid with himself ten years previously, like Give me it, Miles. If you're listening, if anyone's, just get it in. That, that is one of the most annoying things when I see people playing on stream and stuff. They've still got the biography on that far right panel. Oh, it's like change it, it. change it to the polygon it. for God's sake. <laughs> does, anyone, does anyone ever read that biography? Do you ever look at the biography and go, "Wow, this is really interesting"? No, it's, it's the same thing for the last ten years. <laughs> You see it in a Football Manager experiment videos a lot where people use the base skin and they don't change the panel because obviously those panels are tied into your save game. So you can see that they started their experiment, didn't go to the player profile at all, just holidayed forward, and then the biography's just sat there. <laughs> it's just like you're comparing like two 16-year-old wonder kids, one from like, I don't know, the top Premier League club and one from, you know, the depths of non-league are the exact same. And I can't see the polygon to just look at them at a glance and compare them. I'm so glad you said that, Joe. I'm so glad. I feel... I feel I'm, I never thought that anyone else would feel my plight, so I'm glad that we were able to connect over something like that. I guess you have to watch experiment videos to find out. <laughs> just in general, oh, the biography, the biography, it's just... I'm, okay, I'm, I, I, can we move on, please? We can. Uh, just, just, to, just to prevent anyone's confusion, uh, you aren't listening to last week's pod right now. You are listening to this week's pod. We've just been... In a time, they just wanted to. So we will move on for last week's suggestion. Sorry, so just to check, my feature was a ten ten, right? Everyone, ten yeah. ten. It was a ten ten. Uh, from from me, it was. Anyway. I like I'm not it. Sure about the others. Oh, well, that's it. That's it. Dave. What are you rating? I'll give it a ten ten as well. I do like that idea. I'll give it. I'll give it a 30. ten ten five because I don't know if it's likely to go into the Ooh. game. But as an idea, it's a ten. It's in the mobile Tennessee version of the, the game. Political game. That's the worst thing. It's been in the mobile game for half a decade. <laughs> Mark, you'll okay. be pulling Save I'll be fine. I'll be fine, everyone. <laughs> You've got a chair to nurse through the rest of the pod, so let's, let's be true. careful. We shall move on then to our main section, which, strangely enough, is pretty much all about our, our very special guest, Jack. So uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy the <laughs> the focus and attention uh, that you're, you're going to have. Uh, so the, the first sort of thing we wanted to sort of, I guess congratulate you for is that you are officially the first well, I don't know if it's ever but it's certainly the first predominant FM content creator to hit 100k subscribers on YouTube which is if you consider it what where content creation was in the FM scene what five years ago that's oh, a yeah. fucking it's insane number 
Yeah, no, it's crazy. I, it's it's weird actually. It didn't really sink in until I got the YouTube plaque months later. Yes. But like to think that when I started, like, I think the most subscribed channel was actually a channel doing FM mobile stuff. They had about one point two thousand subscribers. Like, didn't think I'd be sat here eight years later when I was in my second year of university and had too much free time. But um, no, it, crazy achievement. As you said, it's kind of the, it's something that I didn't actually think was possible until a couple of years ago, really. But how uh, how do you feel ab about? Because obviously, it, it inevitably comes with like a hundred k subscribers comes with a, a, almost like a certain reputation, I guess that maybe you want or maybe you don't. But is it is it a nice feeling to have been the first to get there? Um, yeah, it is to be honest, and it, it's weird, right? Because I started a lot earlier than a lot of the people who are still active creating content now. But actually, it really has been in the last kind of well, 12 months that it's really taken off. Like, um, I think football manager content in general on the internet has got a bit cooler on YouTube. You know, there's a lot more FIFA guys coming over and doing YouTube stuff. And I think everyone is stuck inside wanting their fix of football. And football manager's a pretty good gateway into that. Um, it, it Obviously, it feels absolutely amazing. It's not something I've actually given that much thought to because I think for a very long... I, I find as a content creator, if you constantly are comparing yourself with everyone else, you'll never really be happy. Um, you know, it, it's really easy to start staring at numbers. And it's like there's always going to be a bigger fish than you in the pond anyway. It might not be in the football manager pond, but, you know, in the wider gaming space or, you know, within football. Um, so it's something that obviously I'm incredibly proud of, incredibly happy with but at the same time it's not something that i i dwell on too much i suppose in a weird way it's kind of i think for me i've realized that subscribe the number of subscribers is just that it's a number whereas in the last 12 months especially i've started connecting a lot more with viewers outside of youtube and actually it's that active audience who you know interact with the content or on my discord server tweeting me stuff uh, and even though that's a significantly smaller number, that's actually the number that I've started to care about a lot more in a bizarre way is the people who, are, who I know are invested and who are watching regularly. Uh, so, Jack, obviously your sort of road in and, and route in YouTube and content creation in general is like 99% different to everyone else's due to obviously the duration and how sort of far you've come. Obviously, going all the way back to the start... What like what made you sit down and think, right, I'm going to start doing football manager content? And like you say, there weren't many sort of people doing it so was it genuinely the only guy in there was it that guy doing fm mobile or were there a couple of other content creators that you were looking at thinking or that you watched really that got you into it so for me i'd been doing videos on youtube like from a kid where i'd go to a skate park with like a phone camera <laughs> and like do that kind of stuff and then that evolved into doing a little bit of gaming videos where i'd set up a camcorder in front of a tv screen yes i, mean, I think these videos that. still exist on the darker recesses of the internet somewhere so it was weird, right? Because a lot of people go into content creation and it's like they'll start an FM channel and they've never done video and stuff before. Whereas I went in having tried and failed at a load of other stuff and kind of learned a hell of a lot. So I felt like that gave me a little bit of a leg up. And when I started, there was probably a group of, I want to say maybe up to 10 content creators. It was incredibly, incredibly niche. And yeah, the biggest channel had, you know, 1,200 people, but at a push you know like channels were having a few hundred and that was considered really big at the time um yeah it's just very very different and it was weird how i got my foot in the door because i remember leaving a comment on jake cave some of you will know him as kevani yeah. he's someone who's been around the community a long time i left a comment on one of his videos and it wasn't one of these annoying comments where it's like hey please check out my video i've done my first one it was i watched some of his stuff and i'd commented on another account in the past and so on my work the space account that I just set up, you know, I continue leaving comments and I suppose he looked at it and was like, you know, by chance clicked on my channel. And then off the back of that, I'd done a few videos that in his next upload, he's there shouting out my channel. And suddenly I had 300 subscribers, which at the time was kind of maybe a quarter of the online audience because YouTube in 2013, it was kind of, you know, everyone knows everyone. And if someone gave you a shout out, that was quite a big endorsement. It's uh, interesting you say about the the origins of of your own sort of content creation journey, because uh, I remember when I would have been uh, probably ten or eleven. Um, I don't know if you you because you're a bit younger, Jack. I don't know if you remember VHSs, 
but uh, pre-capture cards and everything like that, I used to record uh, my like, play, playing uh, Smackdown Here Comes the Pain or whatever the Smackdown 3 was, recording it on my uh, V8, like having the SCART lead hooked up to my VHS, recording it and commentating over the top of it before YouTube was even a thing, literal trendsetter. Um, but also that you you said the whole thing about uh, having an interest in it, like with the like I've sort of, the career I've sort of almost fallen into has been purely down to like content creation. But the seeds were sown way earlier. Like I I used to record like the top forty uh, on the radio when I was like seven years old, and my little tape recorder if it didn't have an advertised microphone but if you spoke into the volume uh slider there was a microphone in there somehow i know you could record your little like jingles or voiceovers in between songs uh <laughs> which is is really sad but that it's just interesting that you had a similar sort of formulative process uh before you sort of got to where you are now uh who was your favorite wrestler on here comes the pain, Matt. How was my? <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, uh, that'd have been. I don't know if it was here comes whatever. It was it. Know your role was the third one. I can't remember. You're on your own. But all that sad. I don't. I can't remember. <laughs> it would. It would have probably been like Kane or something. The cool one. Bear in mind, this is like 2000, <laughs> so 2001. Uh, when I was 12 and allowed to like wrestling. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that was meant tangent. to be something with a dig. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be sound so much like a dig or a tangent, but there you go, we've gone there. Um, <laughs> and also sounds like a massive brag on my part. Is like this is what I've done, and really there was there was kind of a like a a link, and I realised how tenuous it was by the time I finished speaking. <laughs> but never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. You're, so previously that like, you've streamed quite a bit and then you sort of went away and focused on the YouTube and you've recently returned to streaming, which is where you started with, with Monopoly, although you did start with a, a Towel or Live, I believe. Um, yeah, I did, I did a summer transfer window because people kept nagging me to see what transfer business I did and I, I caved to the peer pressure. Um, to be fair, it was, just a, it was more of a little tester to see... You know, I had a quite a lot of new subscribers and stuff in the last year. It was kind of like, how many of these people would actually watch on Twitch? Because like you said, I, I used to stream really regularly, and that was when I was a student, and I had infinite free time, which, sadly, you you lose as you get a full-time job and stuff. And uh, I'm, you guys all stream, so you know, it, it's just a massive time investment, and you have to be so consistent with it as well. Um, that's almost like the biggest challenge with it, I think, when it comes to streaming. I feel like your question about will people watch has been quite firmly answered, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was. It, yeah, it, it, I was surprised if I'm honest. It, it's weird, right? So, uh, is I mentioned about how you don't want to get overinvested in the stats, but this year for me, one of the big motivators has been: wow, there's all these new people watching Football Manager who've never watched it before. You know, I think about forty percent of my subscribers on YouTube have subscribed in the last year, which is nuts considering it have been going for eight years and yeah to, to you don't really know the behavior of new people coming in you know are they, are they just coming in for the experiment stuff or do they want to see you live stream yourself playing it and yeah as you said that it's kind of been answered quite resoundingly it's it's interesting isn't it some of the drivers behind that because i was like i think 2018 fm kind of had a bit of an Indian summer towards the end, and obviously that was largely part, partly because of England's run in the World Cup. Um, this year, it's been lockdown, I guess. Um, possibly one of the better things to happen to to SI sales, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. Obviously, I don't have the figures in front of me. But have you seen like a lot of growth in lockdown? Um, it's weird, you know, um, there's definitely more people like stuck inside watching and I've noticed people stumbling across the content, but actually a lot of the people who came across my channel came across it just after the game came out. And th there was like a mini wave when SI did the free week, you know, where they did like yeah, a little promo, yeah. loads of people came in, I think for the first time there, but in a weird way, I think it's that gaming on YouTube obviously has been growing for a lot of years and we've kind of been overdue, not necessarily a boom in Football Manager, but people realising, oh, Football Manager content on YouTube is a thing. 
And it's weird because I think gaming content on YouTube primarily, when you think about it, is a lot of younger people watching it. And I, I don't know why, I can't really explain it, but I feel like uh, there is, people have now discovered, oh, Football Manager on YouTube is a thing and it's not lame. It's not, you know, well, I was about to say, it's not nerd sat talking over spreadsheets. There's definitely an element of that. I'll hold my hands up in a minute. Um, as I feel personally uh, in that, <laughs> <laughs> But um, it's weird. It, it feels like it's just that, the, you know, the idea of gaming multimedia has got a bit more mainstream, I think. You know, you look at esports events being on TV and stuff. And so I think a little bit of it is people going, oh, maybe people do do football manager videos. No, I do think you you're right there. There's there is an element of that, and I think people being in a confined space and some TV not being available that previously was mainly football. So people have looked for other other avenues of sort of uh, extended teams. I think the the way SI handled that with the EFL Cup and the other competitions that people have put on have really helped. Um, I mean, the the entire thing with with YouTube is insane. Like feet from from your perspective, Jack, because. How would you have thought at the start of this year or when you before you started the Tau Law Save that you'd be sponsoring them for next season? Uh, no, it's only that came up actually. So a bit, bit of backstory I feel like is required here because um, it's a bit of a weird story. I've tried explaining it to family and friends and they think I'm talking about in the game rather than this is something that happened in real life. Um so basically, Taulor, the team that I'm managing, are a tenth tier team. They play in Durham. They, I think, it's the second most uh, like elevated pitch in the whole of the UK. It has some mad stat like that. Um, and they got a sinkhole on their pitch. So whilst you know everyone's in lockdown, stuck inside, they've not had a home game since February. Uh, in April, their pitch just decides to get a massive sinkhole in it. Um, I think there was some you know drilling going down on nearby, mining and such. Um, and they set up a GoFundMe. And I was like, well, you know, I'm management football manager. I think I can probably help out here. But at the same time, I wasn't sure how local the fundraising was, you know. So I contacted them on a whim, kind of like, do you want me to do this fundraising? Because I feel like I can help. I think we'll be able to get you close to your goal of, I think, £2,000 was their goal at the time to get this issue solved. Um, obviously, there was the ongoing issues of how are we going to survive till next season? But obviously, sinkhole isn't something you really account for on the finances, <laughs> just like a pandemic. Um and they got back to me like, yeah, if you want to do something, do something. It'd be absolutely amazing. So on a whim, I kind of thought, right, you know, I'll put out a tweet and mention it. And three weeks later, we between my online community and you know their local Taulor community, they'd raised six thousand pounds. Wow! To solve the pitch, and it was weird looking through the donation messages because you had all these donations coming in from all around the world referencing my football manager save rather than the actual club <laughs> so people are saying donating in honor of sunny best and how sunny best is a player who i signed who was uh, released by the sunderland uh, academy like two years ago and now plays in the sunderland sunday super league uh, in real life and there's all these people kind of connected to him in this weird way who are like donating in his honor and uh obviously you know when you play a football manager save game you get all these characters and because it's been going on for the best part of 18 19 seasons there's just these donations coming in from all over the world referencing players that i've forgotten about in my own save game because they're insignificant <laughs> to me but for the person who is watching from the netherlands the one dutch player i've had in my entire save game is their player um so anyway we raised all this money it was more than you're ever imagining as you can imagine you're a 10th tier team your shirt sponsorship usually kind of covers the shirt costs and that's kind of the extent of the sponsorship a lot of the time and they said to me hey do you want to sponsor the home kit for the next year and initially i was a bit apprehensive about it because i was like you know that means you're not getting a sponsor for next year because you'd just be sticking my logo on it but they were you know quite insistent of on it you know they said we've got we've talked with our current kit sponsor they'll just do the away kit they're fine with that um, so yeah, now my logo is plastered on a 10th tier English non-league clubs uh, home kit and there are people who have been buying it and tweeting me pictures of it from all around the world. I've seen three or four from the US, someone from Argentina wearing a towel or town shirt and it all harks back to this small little village in Durham, which I think has a population of 1,500 people. That's insane. <laughs> like the, the, the one thing that it really, it, it was a little bit of a, a time warp for me is that I didn't realise a Vex still made shirts because I I went once went to see Wickham play. This would have been like ninety six, uh, and I went to see see them play at Adams Park, and they their kit was made by a Vex at that point. I just didn't realise they was was still a thing. So it was a little bit of a 
oh, I remember them as a thing. Uh, but anyway, Kurt, did you still have a, a relevant point that you wanted to add in? It was off topic a little bit. Um, no, it was just, it was kind of going back to the YouTube stuff. Like, um, just like, I'm kind of of the opinion that, um, as you sort of mentioned earlier, like the, the, the FM gaming, if you like, in general kind of, uh, content base has matured slightly. Um, and things like let's plays, I mean, you know, there's certainly in FM, like there's, there was a lot of sort of jostling for position and stuff like that over the previous years. And now it's almost got to a point where, um, if you're a new YouTuber going down the let's play route is almost, I don't know, like if you're wanting to grow, I think you're going to struggle with that because people obviously will gravitate towards the bigger boys. I think, you know, a lot of the time now you should be looking at doing things like guide videos and stuff like that. I just wanted to get your opinion and also ask like, if you were to, you know, if you were to advise someone new on the scene now, what would, uh, what would your answer be? What would your approach be to it? So, it's like you said that I think a lot of people when they think my first FM content they immediately go towards the let's plays because they maybe already play the game you know they want to tell a story um I think a bit of it comes down to what what are you wanting to achieve with your YouTube channel is it something where you want to learn the skills of editing and you know a bit about presenting a bit of self-confidence in terms of being able to talk or is this something you want to grow into like an online presence of sorts and uh, as you said I think let's plays are so not oversaturated but there are so many people who have been doing it for years now i mean i've been doing it for eight years like you can come in fresh and unless you're a super super talented person without doing hundreds if not thousands of videos you're just not going to be of the same quality of people who have been doing it so much longer and ultimately you have to kind of realize you are competing with what they're doing you know if you play more than one football match you said you probably know that feeling where you feel a bit overwhelmed sometimes you get it a bit overlapped as to what's going on in each save game and if you're trying to follow more than three or four let's plays on youtube it just becomes a bit impossible you know there is a i think there's a limit to how many let's plays you can watch concurrently on youtube and keep track of them as a viewer and so i think i think you've seen it with people like zealand coming through this year where they've done a different spin on the guides you know maybe a little bit of let's play stuff in there but kind of just bringing a very different brand to it um, it's interesting you mentioned, you know, about doing stuff different, beer guides. I see a lot of people, you know, talk about experiments and they get memed on a lot by the people who watch Let's Plays. But actually what experiments serve a really good purpose for is making people aware that Football Manager content exists and then kind of acting as a gateway drug into Football Manager YouTube. Because if you've got someone who's never played Football Manager before, but they maybe get in their recommended, I put Kylian Mbappe at a non-league club and stuck him there for 15 years. Here's what happened. They might watch that and it kind of gets a little itch going. And I think more people need to be thinking a bit outside the box as to how can I scratch that itch? How can I get new people who maybe don't watch other people already on FM on YouTube to watch my stuff and then bring them a Let's Play that is new to them, I guess, as a form of content? I think I agree with, with that as well. And I think, like you said, sort of at the start, obviously there's been... So many people, if you look bar Zealand, I'd say every other person really with sort of 10k plus subs, they've been doing it at least sort of three or four years. Um, and again, I'd probably say everyone bar possibly Ben, because, you know, he's been doing it sort of as his full time job for so long. Everyone, including yourself, Jack, uh, Matt, second yellow card, they've sort of even myself as well, had breaks almost to recharge the batteries because we've got so much other stuff going on sort of in our real life almost. I think if if we wanted to turn this into a bit of advice for people that were looking into content creation or or are starting to do it more often, um, do it as a hobby. Don't think you're going to do it to get thousands of views and subscribers overnight and do it thinking you're going to get hundreds of pounds off every video. I think that's that's the key thing. And like, like you said, Jack, um, everybody, it's taken everybody, especially in the FM community, because it is still very small. I know it's grown, but because it's so small, it's going to take everybody quite a while. And uh, like you say, the Let's Play stuff is is fun. That's the, that's the bread and butter. That's what FM's about. But if you wanted to grow very, very quickly, that you're going to have to think outside the box and, and do something quite special. It's, it's quite interesting what you said about the kind of motivation behind making content on YouTube. Yeah. Because when I start, I feel like when I started eight years ago, if you asked a kid at primary school or just entering secondary school, what do you want to do when you grow up? None of them would say, I want to be a YouTuber. 
kind of eight years ago doing gaming videos on YouTube was incredibly uncool and it wasn't something that you'd want to do. Whereas <laughs> now that attitude changed quite a lot. And similarly, most people, especially in Football Manager, in fact, all people in, I think in Football Manager starting at the time I did, you know, when the biggest channel has 1.2 thousand subscribers, your motivation can never be, I'm going to make a living off this. Yeah. This is how I'm going to make a load of money. It's just a stu- it's, it's ridiculous as an idea. My motivation for starting my channel was, I'd really like to work in the video games industry. I have a design degree I'm working on. I've got loads of free time. I have some software skills already. Let's see how this can be applied to something I'm already familiar with, which is video making. I play a ton of football manager and there are people who are already doing it and I think I can do it as well as them, if not a little bit better. And so that was my motivation for getting started. And obviously I I kind of leapt through a window of opportunity at the time where it was quite fresh and new but equally, I remember starting and you'd get people who were writing blogs because blogs were still at that point the primary way that Football Manager content was consumed. I remember getting some very, very snarky messages off people being like, why would someone watch Football Manager YouTube videos instead of re- reading a blog? And they didn't really get it. And it's kind of quite funny how that whole attitude is switched. Probably I feel still like it don't. Has... <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but it's funny how I feel like in the last eight years, especially that I've been doing content, how YouTube as a ecosystem and as a thing has changed and kind of shifted in public perception to the point now where it is kind of it. I can imagine when I was at school, I used to do Call of Duty videos where I set up a camera and I had like a few thousand subscribers and people would laugh at me and go, why are you making Call of Duty videos on the Internet? Whereas now, if you were in that position doing Fortnite videos to a few thousand subscribers, actually, think you, you know, people would probably think you're quite cool at school in a weird way. Um, I don't know. It, it's it, it's very weird how that's changed, and I think that has determined how people approach content quite a lot, and is kind of how pe- how new people are successful is kind of somewhat reflected in that. I think um, just to get a bit cliche, um, you know, I think the the key is to 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 be as original as you possibly can be right and let's plays were still effectively original if you like up until three or four years ago um and now you know you you said that it's kind of it's got to a point where it's quite saturated and it's so difficult you can't you know to to be on the same standard as like yourself ben and some you know some of the guys that have been doing it for years is just so so difficult and you reference someone like zealand and i know you know zealand obviously saw a a bit of an opportunity with FM base to, to work on their YouTube channel and sort of have almost a, a ready-made audience, if you like, but he still had to be original and do really good stuff to, to, to help that grow and to nurture it. And now obviously he's taken over the channel. Um, so yeah, uh, let's plays is definitely the easy way in, but you I just can't see how, how you can grow, uh, on YouTube doing that stuff now. And the other thing with someone like Zealand is he's been he's streamed Football Manager for a number of years. His day job is he works as a play-by-play caster. So he has that talent for speaking. You know, he, it, it's a similar situation where he's come in and whilst he's not got that experience doing years of Football Manager stuff, like to a big audience, it's kind of, you know, part of his profession. So he's able to just, you know, come in at a level where most people who may be coming in, and although he wasn't coming in new, you know, coming in with a fresh thing under the FM uh, umbrella, like really was able to stand out off the back of that. I think also we, change we... changing his name from Big Daddy Ham was quite important. <laughs> <laughs> so can, can we can we save the uh, Zealand fellatio for when he appears on the pod? Eyes emoji. Eyes emoji. Yeah, and just um, obviously when you start a YouTube uh, series, just don't steal someone else's series idea. Uh, otherwise, you might have a diss track against you. You might have a diss track. Or, or maybe credit them. Yeah, credit I'll, their name. Jack, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a video after we finish recording. No, Jack knows it. I'm, Jack has seen it. Jack, oh, right. Jack knows Jack, exactly Jack's got it. his ringtone. The reference. Um, what about my cover? Oh, no, Curtis' video. I know the one. Yeah, yeah. curtis has got a video. I did a cover well. version. I'm learning the ukulele, so. Uh... Acoustic. <laughs> Brilliant. The bukulele. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the last question then, Jack, uh, before we get cancelled. Slimy, man, slimy. I feel like things have gone a bit full circle with this. Uh, whereas, I guess you kind of introduced, or you're, you're responsible for introducing Ben to content creation by him being uh, the guy in the call. Uh, yes. And now you are his guy in the call, but you're never actually there. Because no. you are now embodied by a soundboard. 
Um, can we have your your thoughts on being a soundboard? And basically, we now never know if you actually are there or not because it's so convincing and his use is so he's perfected it so well that it could actually be you, even though it, it is you but isn't you. I've got all kinds yeah, of. It's very sophisticated. Now. I feel like just a bit of context. So, Doctor Benji Ben has a soundboard of me, basically saying various phrases, some that have just been involuntarily plucked from my videos or from calls that I've had with him over the <laughs> years. I feel like he's been working on this behind the scenes for years in preparation. Um, it's weird, right? Because <laughs> there's a lot of people who watch his stuff and don't realise that I'm a content creator. They, they might, in a weird way, there are still people who might be familiar with him but aren't familiar with me, or vice versa. And so when I appear for real, they get very confused by the fact it's a real person. <laughs> That's um, the best bit. That That is my favourite bit is when you're actually in a Discord call, but you don't know until like, has he said something different that we don't know he normally says? <laughs> th- there are times where I go in, I have now just started unironically quoting my own soundboard. <laughs> That's the best so, bit. You're the best in the game, so, Ben. <laughs> so exactly. So I've, I've kind of... I, I, yeah, it, it, I, I sit there in the mirror just practicing my own lines for my own impression. I can, I've never been able to do impressions. I have a very monotone voice, but I can nail my own impression of Ben's soundboard, so it works beautifully. I get it's oh. a game, but it's just fucking shit. Fucking shit. <laughs> really, I should, but, I should start charging royalties. You should. You should. You should have, you should have set, set something up and like as a, a sound pack and actually just put it on a website and sell it. Or, or, or set up a Fiverr account. I will record your football manager soundboard. <laughs> there are it's some that I regret giving him. Yeah. yeah, there's a few that I regret giving him. There's a crazy frog one that springs to mind where <laughs> ding, probably ding. wish it didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's not actually. It's more like gang. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, well, I just you know give him a tribute to my favourite tactic in Football Manager 2019. That. Was... Oh. Just so it, it's just amazing how it's turned into a thing and now you're memeing yourself with it it's just amazing i've tried to build a ben one but like now he just plays music in the background like all the time if i have a call with him there's still like intentional background noise so it's unusable <laughs> for me which is very frustrating uh you'll get him back eventually i'm sure he will return to being the guy in the call uh <laughs> anyway uh i believe First of all, I should say thank you very much for for lending us your time, Jack. It's uh, Jack. it's n- never never easy doing this pod because especially when it's we usually re- a bit behind the curtain. We usually record sort of quite late on a Thursday night, and so see when you have life and jobs and your own content to create, it's uh, always a bit of a tough ask when we ask someone to borrow an hour or two of their time to to help us out. So thank you, Jack, and I've. Uh, it's been great to speak to you again in this context. That you're always a, a fantastic interview, so thank you. No worries, appreciate it. Lovely stuff. Right, Kurt Diz, it's time for your quiz. Kurt Diz quiz. Uh, right, okay. Uh, mastermind. We're doing mastermind tonight. So yes. uh, I'm assigned you. I, 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 I... <laughs> Just, just, just to... <laughs> so I, I said to Jack, we won't, we don't, don't reveal it, and then you just got its mastermind done, like completely yeah, well, nonchalant, no, no yeah, bills. You don't, know, you don't know what your specialist subjects are yet. Wait, do we not get to pick them? No. <laughs> you pre- pick it, give me an hour to give you the questions, and we'll come back. I've pre-assigned them. I've pre-assigned them based on what I know that you might know. Ooh. So, um, uh, I've, I've also drawn straws. Uh, so we're going to start with Matt first, then we're going to go with Jack, and then Dave's going to finish us off. Um, it's because I was a champ last time, right? Yeah, you were really good at this. So I don't want you to go first and get 10 and then basically ruin it for everyone. Okay, no problem. I'm scared. So just to clarify the rules, um, you're going to have 90 seconds to answer 10 questions on your pre-assigned specialist subject. Um, you can uh, pre-assigned. Yeah, <laughs> you can pass at any point, and if you get to the end of the ten, we will go back to the ones you passed. If you get any incorrect, um, obviously that's no points, and it's a one point for a correct answer. If we uh, end up with a tiebreaker situation, I do have a tiebreaker question. Um, is everything clear? Do we all I know the rules? So. Kind of mastermind. We all know the vibe. Yeah, man. 
Excellent. Right, so as I said, Matt, you uh, have drawn the short straw, so you will be up first. Uh, and I can announce that your specialist subject is the Blackburn Rovers title winning season of 1994-95. Happy with that? Perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Excellent I don't have a choice, news. do I? So, <laughs> uh, I mean, no. No, you don't. <laughs> right, so I'm going to start the timer. And, um, yeah, 90 seconds, 10 questions. Your time okay. starts now. Who were the shirt sponsors of Blackburn Rovers when they won the Premier League in 94-95? Kewin's Lager. Correct. Which striker missed the first eight months of the 94-95 season, returned to score against Palace in April, then was substituted after breaking his leg again? Kevin Gallagher. Correct. Which player scored the BBC goal of the season against Blackburn at Ewood Park? Matt Letizia. Correct. Which Dutch international who played at Italian 90 joined Blackburn on loan in March, played oh, one game, and later Richard, called the uh, town... Richard Wieswitsch or something. He took corners for Holland in Euro 96. Correct. Uh, which future West Ham defender played alongside Colin Hendry at centre-half on the title-winning day Pierce. at Anfield? Correct. The SAS, Shearer and Sutton, scored 49 of Blackburn's 80 league goals between them. Who was the next highest scorer with six goals? Uh, Mike Newell. Incorrect. Oh. On that dramatic final day of the season, Shearer scored to put Blackburn 1-0 up at Anfield. Jamie Redknapp scored Liverpool's winner in injury time of the second half, but which player equalised for Liverpool? John Barnes. Correct. Which team eliminated Blackburn from the UEFA Cup in the first round? Oh, fuck. Pass. What squad number... Your time is up, I've started, but I will finish. What squad Eesh. number did Chris Sutton wear for Blackburn that season? 16. Correct. Um... That's a, a good, a very good score, actually, of seven points there, Matt. Um, the one you got wrong, uh, the SAS, Sheeran Sutton scored 49 of Blackburn's 80 league goals. The next high score on six goals was Mark Atkins. And as soon as I said it, I, I knew I'd pick the wrong one. <laughs> Believe it or not. And the team that eliminated Blackburn from the UEFA Cup in the first round was Trelleborg from Sweden. Uh. See, I was going to go for Rosenborg, but then I realised that they they beat them 4-0 in the Champions League the following season. So. They did, that's correct. Right, excellent. Seven points, good standard. Jack. Oh, I'm very nervous after Matt's performance there. Jackity, Jack, Jack, Jack. Your specialist subject is, well, it's kind of Liverpool, generically. Uh, there's, okay. there's a bit from this season, and there's a little bit kind of general Liverpool knowledge as well. <laughs> Okay, I feel like there's pressure on me now. See, I, I, thing is, this season, this season feels so long. Well, exactly. Well, well this been. is this is the difficult thing, isn't it? Because like before lockdown, what the hell happened? So, right, let me just reset my timer, and then we will get cracking. Are you ready? Ninety seconds. Ten questions. On I, don't think I don't think I'm ever going to be ready, but we'll give it a shot. All right. Well, your time starts now. Liverpool won it five times in the 2005 Champions League final against Milan in, a dramatic, in dramatic circumstances. Four years prior to this, they won another European trophy, beating which club 5-4 after extra time? Oh, I don't know. I was eight years old. <laughs> Is that a pass? That's a pass. That's a pass. <laughs> what year were Liverpool founded? Oh, God, I should know this stuff. I don't... I, 18, I don't know, 1893. Oh, incorrect. Uh, which team did <laughs> Liverpool beat in the 1984 European Cup final? This is going to be an awful round, isn't it? Uh, we'll go with Real Madrid. Incorrect. Uh, which player currently wears the number 23 shirt for Liverpool? Andy Robertson. Incorrect. <laughs> Liverpool played Man City in the 2019 Community Shield. What was the score after 90 minutes? Oh, God, this is going to be the worst round ever. 1-1? One, one? Correct. 
Let's go. I've got one. I'm fine. <laughs> Liverpool were eliminated by which team in the fifth round of this season's FA Cup? Oh, my God. Pass. When was that? That's forever ago. Liverpool first dropped points uh, in this Premier League season after they came away from Old Trafford with a 1-1 draw. Who scored Liverpool's late equaliser that day? Oh, is it the back post? I was at the Sports Interactive offices and I don't remember. <laughs> no pass. I don't know. It's gone. Your time is up. Um, it's, not, it's not a great performance. We'll, I'll hold my hands we'll up. We'll go over the answers. Um, first, your passes. Uh, Alaves were the team that Liverpool beat in the 2001 UEFA Cup Final 5-4 after extra time. Um, Liverpool were eliminated by Chelsea in the fifth round of this year's FA Cup uh, and it was Adam Lallana who scored late on at Old Trafford to equalise. Of course it was. Ben tweeted a picture of banana. Uh, the ones you got wrong. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool were founded in 1892 so you're only oh, one out. Um, they beat Roma in the 1984 European Cup final in Rome as well. <coughs> uh, and Jordan Shakiri wears the number 23. It's a disaster. Close like to Andy to Listen, the, the quiz is, is a cruel mistress. It's very, very hard for, for anyone that hasn't had the, the pressure. Altern- alternatively, don't post a picture of yourself when you win a title and then come to a quiz <laughs> and completely oh, foul it up like you just have. That's true. I mean, it's valid. Don't even know I when they were founded. Jesus Christ, Jack. That was one year off. <laughs> So wait, right. what was Jack's scores? All I'm saying is pe- pe- people won't know the pressure of the situation until they're sat here in the quiz seat. At least you appreciate that. It's a different that environment. Yeah. Uh, Jack, uh, that was one point for you, sir. <laughs> one more than I was expecting. <laughs> it was one point. Uh, oh, Dave, your Yo. specialist subject is Wolves from this Trump. season. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That's generous. I was going to say. But no, to be honest, my short-term memory's poor, so I wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah. Right. Your, let me reset my timer. Your 90 seconds, Dave, start now. Wolves started the season with no wins from their first six league games. Who did they beat at the end of September to pick up the first three points of the season? Watford. Correct. Raul Jimenez is Wolves' top scorer this season with 16 league goals. Who has the second num- highest number of league goals? Oh, uh... Diogo Jota? Correct. Who is the current number 10 at Wolves? Pedro Neto. Incorrect. Which team eliminated Wolves in the fourth round of this season's Carabao Cup? Uh, Le- Leicester? That's... Incorrect. That's Wolves week. secured qualification to the Europa group stage by beating Torino over two legs. In the round prior, they defeated Punic 8-0 on aggregate. Which country are Punic from? Armenia. Correct. In 2019, Wolf striker Leo Bonatini was loaned out to which two clubs? Uh, Nottingham Forest and... Oh, it's another championship team, I think. Pass. Nuno Espirito Santo became Wolves manager in 2017 after being relieved of his duties at Porto. Which club did Nuno manage immediately before Porto? Valencia. Correct. Time's up, but I've, I've oh. started to finish. Roman Sace and Diego Jota are responsible for two of Wolves' three red cards this season. What defender has also seen red for Wolves this campaign? Willy Bolly. Correct. Against Man City. Mm. Right, we'll just go over your incorrect answers. So the current number 10 at Wolves is apparently Daniel Podence. Oh, of course it is. Oh, yeah. And it was Aston Villa that eliminated Wolves in the fourth oh, round of the Carabao yeah, Cup. Yeah. Uh, the pass, uh, you did get Nottingham Forest right, that Leo Bonatini went out on loan to. The other team is Vittoria Guimaraes from Portugal, where he is currently oh. at, I believe. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. So, Dave, that... Totals five points. Oh, 
Balls. Which, which means four more four of them than me. Which means this week's winner, with a huge seven, is uh, Mr. Nerdphonic. Well played, sir. You did. You did literally pick my wheelhouse, though, for nineties football and Blackburn title-winning season. Like, it's, I mean, I, I still even got questions wrong. So obviously, my memory is deteriorating as pa- I age. PayPal details are coming later, mate. Don't worry. A <laughs> A none of that. Don't discredit my win. <laughs> Another great quiz, Curtis. So thank you very much. There uh, was one I- question I liked, and the rest I'm not sure on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Jack, you've had a shocker. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> right, uh, that brings episode 152 to a close. You can find the links for each of us and Jack, the Five Star Pod Twitter account, and Weestream FM Discord server in the podcast description or by visiting weestreamfm.com where you can find the blogs that have been released this past week. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every Monday. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.